Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Back to the Divorce Course. Welcome back, Mum. Hello, Laura. Hello, everyone. (laughs) So we're up to episode number 32, which is pretty exciting. And we thought we might do a lesson today for everyone on if you feel like you are losing control of the process or you feel like you're spinning out of control. Mum's come up with six great tips on how to kind of rein it all back in. Yes, yes. Because I think it's very easy to feel like you have no control. Um, but but actually there are a number of things you can have to do. Let's describe spinning out of control. So maybe you're in a in a in a what? In limbo. In limbo? I think that's probably the most stressful thing. If you feel like everything is in the hands of the other person and you're just waiting for him or her to say yes to something or uh waiting um for your lawyer to write you a letter. Um, and you haven't got there yet, waiting for a, a mediation date or whatever. It's 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 when you can't control the, the process that people, I think, can get very stressed. So I've got a few steps that people can take, a few tips to look forward to help them deal with this stress. And I guess also the feeling of maybe when there's too much, when you're getting too many letters and you yes. and you don't you're getting to a point where you don't want to open the letters, you just don't want to look at it and you know, maybe mm. you've become avoidant and you just mm. like forget it and then you know you're one month down the track and you haven't read anything for a while. You don't know what's going on. And how and, does that make you feel every yeah. morning when you get out of bed? Also in the back makes- of your mind is this is this worry. So. Yeah. Okay. So that's so there probably are people out there listening right now who are in that space or you may come across this feeling as you go through your divorce most people do i think yeah uh, at some point uh, and and it, like anything else if you have a bit of a plan and some touchstones mm. it makes it less awful so number one is having a plan as you've said so mm. what do you mean by having a plan i mean if you so every day when you get up have a routine, have a plan, factor in time if you need to to deal with this sort of icky stuff. I had a client once um, who filed everything in a folder under Y for yucky, and, <laughs> but she she kept it to. I'm not. Uh, she said I wouldn't think about the divorce. I knew I was going to deal with it on Tuesday afternoons at two thirty after gym or whatever. So have a plan for when you're going to deal with it and try to stop it bleeding over into the rest of your life. So basically maybe only go see your lawyer if you've got one on a certain day yes. of a week. Don't don't deal with it every single day. And if you're seeing a psychologist, um, put book your psychologist appointments for straight after mm. a stressful event. And mm. I know it sounds funny to me, but for some people going to see a lawyer is very stressful. Mm. Um, mm. So, yeah. Um, I've also heard of some other people who – that for everything to do with their divorce or co-parenting, they have one email. They like a, a like email so address, an email yeah. address. So they set Absolutely. it up when they first start with a lawyer, or they set it up with when they first lodge their documents, and it's only looked at once a week. So, yeah. so 
because uh, if you have an email address that you give to your lawyers or to your ex-partner and you're negotiating and these emails pop up <sighs> and, you, and, and you might be about to go and do a presentation or you might be about mm. to go and do some big important thing at work and then that email pops up just before you walk into the thing, that can make you, you know, a little bit wobbly it's and you haven't, you haven't planned for that. So, yeah, yeah. Ma- maybe you could set up an email address where all the emails for divorce go there so you don't have to look at it all the time. And your password perhaps for that could be something like be strong or something like that i I don't deal with this until tuesday at 2 30 yeah i think that's great it's a great idea and uh, i would uh, add have some pretty stationery like on your um on your email you can choose your stationery yeah so you you can have it so that only you can see how it pops up but maybe yeah. make it pink make all your folders <laughs> pretty and pink i have seen together <laughs> i have seen someone who gets like if they get horrible emails or text messages from their ex they put it through a a Donald Trump filter oh, <laughs> and, oh. it, and, it, and it makes Donald Trump read it out and it makes it all much funnier. <laughs> That's a great idea. There you go. Yeah. Or Donald Duck. <laughs> yeah, or Donald Duck. Um, so number two of your steps to, to, if you feel like everything's spinning out of control, mm. is to to consider and plan every possible next step. What do you mean yeah. by that? Well, what I mean is often when we're negotiating, we'll write a letter to the other side. It might be a letter of offer or it might be, telling them that we want them to do something, right? Mm. And there's two ways you can deal with that. One is you can wait and see what they say, um, and and I think people worry. And that's For the seven yeah. or eight days and or ten days or 14 days that you've given them to reply. And then when they de- do reply, then people think up a plan for what to do mm. if the answer was yes or if the answer was no. Mm. Um, what I like to do. Uh, is to have a plan with my clients that we will write this letter mm-hmm. and if he says this, we'll do that, mm-hmm. and if he says no, we'll do this, mm. so that my clients know that whatever answer they get, they, they are still on track with their plan. Because that means there's no uncertainty because the right. uncertainty is their response. But if you know, I know what I'm going to do if it's no, yes. regardless what their response is, mm. then I guess that takes out that worry of what's going to happen next. Yes, and that's right. And I think it takes control away from the other person mm. and gives it back to you because whatever they do, you're sorted, you know your plan. And true, I mean, one of the plans might not be as good as or as your favourite option, but mm. at least you've got an option. Yeah, mm. yeah. So that because I, I guess you get a lot of um, what ifs, what if this happens, what if this happens, what if yeah. this happens, and it drives you crazy. But I guess as as you, if you if you feel like you're losing control or it's spinning out of mm. control, write that down. Okay, these are the options. This is what could happen, and this is how I'll deal yes. with it. And then you might feel a little bit better. I think um, so. Number three is don't expect change in behaviour. <laughs> yes. Uh, if, if your ex was a terrible person, mm. perhaps controlling and manipulative, mm. um, they're not going to miraculously become a reasonable person mm. uh, just because you're separated. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I do get a lot of people going, well, why would he say that or, or you know, why did he do that? And really when I look at their history, the answer is it's because that's what they are, that's how they deal. Mm. Uh, so if you know that your partner um, perhaps in business deals was always hard-hearted or if he perhaps cheated on taxes or 
had disregard for authority, mm. that's not going to change. Mm, I know. And I guess maybe you, you might think, oh, because we were together that they might, you know, maybe do the right mm-hmm. thing. But I guess past behaviour is the best prediction of future yes. behaviour. And just because you were married uh, doesn't mean mm-hmm. <laughs> their, their behaviour is going to be any different towards you, I guess. Mm, I like what you said. Past behaviour is a good indicator of future behaviour. But don't look at his past behaviour to you. Look how he dealt with his business associates and family and things, Mm. you know. So Mm. if he wasn't a decent person, if he cheated on tax, you know, you're not really um, going to get a a good response back. On the other hand, um, a high-conflict person, they might be um, very honourable in their dealings, but they do like to argue every point. Well, be ready for that. Yeah. Yeah, so so I mm. guess those divorce uh, course personality prism that we do in episode one, mm. and we're covering the course in our first module. Yep. Just so you've got that lens around every single step that you take, because every every approach and every plan that you make can be different. If you know you've got an avoidant partner, yeah. they're going to be avoidant in this situation as well. You know, yeah. they're they're not going to want to deal with it. That's right. And in an avoidant relationship, you might have found particularly that you were the person that dealt with the banks and you did all of the emails with tradies or whatever you you had to do because that wasn't something your ex was comfortable with. So when suddenly they don't have you there to do that for them, um, they're not going to embrace no. the computer or face or up to things or the court or system. They're going to document. They're, they're going to keep being avoidant yeah. and uh, and the, the difference is there's no you to help them through but we in we have addressed that in our types and yeah. and we work out ways to make it very easy for an avoidant person to just perhaps choose an option yes and and move on or yes. um sometimes like I said we send a letter to them and say look this is what our client proposes um or this if you, this is what I propose um if you don't if we don't hear from you in 14 days, we we will proceed with this course of action. So yeah. you've got kind of a self-enacting yeah. plan. So it means they don't have to do anything. That's right. And it probably suits them. So, yeah. yeah, we have different ways of driving it through. So I guess that's a really important just to not be upset or shocked at any behaviours that were always there present in the past. Um, it just so happens now that, you know, it's it's directed towards you. So, yes. So I guess so just, you're outside the circle yeah. now, so you're being treated just like anyone else was treated. Yeah, so try not to get upset about that and just be prepared and not surprised. Yes. Um, which is easier said than done, let's be honest. A, a really good number four, I think, for anyone who has a lawyer, mum, yeah. when they feel like it's spinning out of control Ugh. or they're losing control, control of the process um and the bills i guess you said number four is just ask your lawyer for everything to stop so do you want to talk through what you can do if Mm. because i guess you can stop it at any point you you can stop and pause the only time you can't is if you're in a court system but you know if if it's if you've got yet another bill and you're freaking out about Mm. whether you can afford it just ring your lawyer's office if you've got a lawyer and say can you just stop work on my file and that gives you breathing space. Yeah. Um, you can even go and collect your file and have a look at it. And then you can think about, okay, how can I control the process going forward? And we've got some tips about keeping your costs down. Yeah. I think a big red flag for me is if 
your lawyer is constantly just asking the other side for bank statements and copies of this document, things that you already know. Mm. You know, you, mm. you don't want to know all of those details. Um, so, yes, tell your lawyer to stop um, and then have a look at what's going on, see what you need. Um, are you strong enough to take over the, the process yourself? Mm. Um, for a while, and we talk about this in our webinar coming up, I talk about the options that you can have with lawyers mm. about step in, step out, and yeah. and and a combination of DIY and a lawyer. Yeah, you know. if you'd like to register for our webinar, there will be a link down the bottom yes. um, in the show notes so you can click on that and link. Mm. So basically you ask for your lawyer just to stop and you know, unless yeah. of course you can't stop a court date, no, but you can stop if it's just negotiations and, yeah. and say, please don't do any more work on my file at the moment yeah. because if you feel like you can't afford it, you don't want that bill to rack up. No, because no. it's not going to go away. And 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 sometimes lawyers um, they don't realise and and you and if you don't get billed for a month mm. and these these lawyers are charging at six minute increments, fifty dollars for every six minutes or. Mm. Gosh, it can really yeah. pile up. So yes, that gives you a breather. It won't ruin your relationship with the lawyer. Yeah, uh, you can do it very kindly, but you know, just be firm. And and I think the same goes for if you've got a lawyer and you can afford it, but it's all just getting out of control. There's letters yes. flying left, right, center. You're getting seven letters a week, and they're writing seven letters, and you're just like, I can't, I can't deal. You can just say stop. Can you just yeah, stop? You can just, just stop. don't respond. Particularly if you've got a high conflict person on the other side, everything's a drama. Yeah, they're happy to pay their lawyer to write the letter, or sometimes they write their own. But your lawyer's got to read it, mm. um, and they have to forward it to you with advice and, is that and then you have to give a response. Is that because of their legal obligations? Legal obligations because otherwise if there's something in those letters that's important yeah. and your client hasn't read it, yeah. um, that's a professional um, standards issue okay. and they could be in big trouble with their insurer. So sending a letter to your lawyer triggers huge expense for you. That If they send a letter, it triggers huge expense for you. Yeah. Um, so you can just... Put say, a stop. Put a, put a pause on it. I'll answer the, the letters myself. Yeah. Have your lawyer write to the other side saying, um, please direct all correspondence to our client. Mm -hmm. And then at least you can look and say, well, this letter's just rubbish. Yeah. And answer it. It's usually that argy bargy stuff. Um, not every letter your lawyer writes or the other side writes is full of legal principles and mm. case law and sections of the act. Yeah. It's mostly you didn't put sun cream on Jimmy yeah. last week, you yeah. know. Yeah. Or there was a scratch on the car when we got oh, it back. Oh, yes. Or, or our client wants to swap um, this weekend for next weekend. You yeah. Know, you can do that. That's not legal knowledge. Mm. That's just stuff you've got. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good to know. If you feel like it's spinning out of control, your lawyer's not going to know what your bank balance is, I, I guess, all the time. Well, they or, will. Well, they will, but they, they're not going to know, you know, how you're feeling, all that sort of stuff. And lawyers aren't psychologists. They're not going to look at you and think, oh, they look really stressed, you know. They're just going to be thinking about their job, kind of like a surgeon, I guess. They, yeah. They're just going to get in there and get their job done. They're not going to be wondering, are you stressed about this? At, at the Well, that's right. I think um, it's not something we're trained to no. do. And and another way of keeping things in control with a lawyer is to say to the lawyer, look, I'm prepared to spend $5,000 and no more mm. or whatever the amount is, 2000 Can you make that stretch? Mm. So don't waste my money on things. Yeah. But, again, if you if you 
the best thing is just to say to your lawyer, can you stop for a while? Yeah. Um, go and get your file or have them send the file. Have a look through, see what's been going on. Yeah, mm. definitely. And and look, if you want to do it yourself, we have got the course. Yes. So we talk you through how to write your own children's agreement and your proposed property agreement. Of course, we recommend you go see a lawyer to double check that you've done your work yep. and your calculations are correct. But you can do it yourself if you're sta- if you're staying out of the courts. It's it, mm. it is possible to be done, and it's all it's all um, our courses for the cost of two hours of most. Lawyers. I know, which is <laughs> we might have undersold it a bit there, Ma. I think you uh, owe me, Laura. I know. Um, tip number five is self care, and I know this isn't a legal one, but you know, if you feel like everything's spinning out of control or, you know, it's all all over the place and you're all over the shop, self-care is really important. I know it's a word that everyone uses these days. Mm. And yes, you know, the stereotypical thing is go have a bath. And, but you need to be doing something that you enjoy that takes your mind off it. Even if it's going to the op shop. Yeah. <laughs> just- or, or even if you've never done art in your life and you've always wanted to give it a try, just do something that takes your mind off the situation. If it's going for a walk, if it's, you know, just find a routine and and really, you know, if you can afford to see a psychologist to help you through this time, mm. this is really crucial because a psychologist can help you move past some blocks yes. that might stop you from settling. And, and most people... Um, if you're going through separation and divorce, if you tell that to your doctor, mm. I think they'll give you a, a mental health plan. Yes. And I think you can get up to 10, 10 at the at moment, moment. Yeah. psychologist visits. Yeah. And if you use them wisely, mm. um, you, that will help you through, mm. you know. And having a routine, I know we've talked about the plan before, but, you know, if you if you've got that email address where you only read your divorce in emails on a certain day and you have a plan, okay, I'm going to read the letters I've gotten and I'm then I'm going to, I don't know, have a, a c- cup of hot chocolate or a bite of chocolate and or sit sit next to a, a book that reminds me of everything's yes. going to be okay. Or only read them at a cafe with your favourite um coffee yeah. latte or whatever so that you can't cry <laughs> yeah or read them with your friend maybe yes. if you can yes but have some sort of self-care yeah you can't get through this like a normal it's not it's it, divorce it's is your hard. whole life it's, it's your whole, whole life, life changing it's it's like it's a yeah. whole new direction and and hats off to you if you think you can or if you are mm. but you know even if you've known this divorce is coming for a long time even if you you know even if your predominant feeling is relief mm, mm. that you're finally free, mm. um, it, it, it's surprising how it sneaks up and gets you. Yeah. Um, and I guess that leaves the last one, number six, which I think is a really important tip, and that's don't give up, but if you can, in yes. some instances, if it's not important, drop the rope. So yes. what do you mean by that, Mum? Well, I think um, all fights after of that property settlement are fights over money, more or less, yeah. um, and Fights over children uh, if they spend more time with one person than another. Mm. So if you think of any of your arguments um, as like a tug of war with a rope, mm. <laughs> um, you can keep on tugging that rope, but you can also free yourself from it by just dropping the rope and walking away. Mm. So if your negotiation is, um, say, over who gets Easter Sunday mm. um, and it's dragging on mm. and you can't seem to agree and, mm. and your ex won't agree, mm. um, then you can. Mm. Examine yourself critically and say, is it really that important? 
to mm. me or can I just let that go? Mm. And sometimes when you think how old the children are and that you're only it's only probably Easter every second um, year that you're talking about. So if you've got a 10-year-old child, um, they're not doing this routine after 18 mm. if, that, if they do it that long. Most mm. kids bail up at about 16. Mm. But um, it's only another four for Easter's, so to speak. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I guess it's the same with um, money. If you keep fighting and fighting and fighting over money, yeah. it, you'll end up with no money. Anyway. Oh, there's a dreadful <laughs> case. Um, it, it's published. It's called Strawn, um, where I, my eyes watered when I saw the amount of money they spent on legal fees mm. because they neither of them could could give up. And you know, I sometimes think it's it's they're still having the battles they had during their marriage. Only that it's costing them more money. It's the mm, same fight, same fight, fight, same fight over control or whatever. So do some self examination. It's not weak to walk away. Yeah, it's a decision. It's not giving up. Mm. It's deciding um, that for you, um, the best thing to do is not have that fight. And of course, everyone's situation is different. And yeah, we're not saying don't walk away and go. Oh no, you keep that. $500,000 or anything like or that. Or I'm never seeing the kids again. Yeah, Please no, don't do that. No. Yeah. What, but what we're saying the is little things. the little stuff that might be blocking the end, you know, oh, I haven't got my that green, I don't know, Datsun that my <laughs> uncle gave me for my 18th birthday that's been yeah. in the garage for 70 years. I really want that and they're not giving it to you, then maybe that is something you could drop the rope on. Yes. Or, or you you can go to trial just on the Datsun. Yeah. And um, it'll be worth the, more than the, the judges. Actual- <laughs> that's right. You could buy another Datsun. Facebook is your friend. <laughs> yeah. And and I think, I guess, um, like you've said before, furniture fights, and um, we talk Don't about do that in our, in mm. our course. But Judges don't get involved in that they, kind of stuff. No, they've got a neat little way of sidestepping furniture fights. Uh, so they say, okay, party A, husband or wife, you draw up two equal lists of all of the furniture and then the other person, you choose one of those lists. Mm. And, yeah, and the incentive then is that person who's making the list to make them even. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise uh, you'll get. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise the, the other side stiffed. will pick the bigger. And, and so, yes, they've got better things to do and it's a ridiculous and argument. I guess instead of paying all that money to get to court to do the furniture list, you could just do that yourself, couldn't yeah. you? Yeah, oh, we do that a lot. Yeah. And, and some people are enormously particular about everything. They know exactly what's in every room. Yeah. Most people aren't. Yeah. And they pick a few things they really want and mm. the rest of it they can let go. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess, you know, we're saying don't give up but, you know, you can choose your battles, pick yep. your battles. Um, and, Mum, I guess the ones that you do see over your 35 years and 36 years that have gone to court are the ones that they don't pick their battles or they've unfortunately got a really high conflict other partner mm-hmm. and there's not much they can do in that regard. Well, yes, but they can limit the dispute. Yeah. Um, the, if you go to court fighting over every aspect of the kids, for mm. instance, mm. it's going to be a very long trial yeah. and that's going to be out of control and the longer trials take years to find a space mm. and then the judgments can take a long time. So really your best bet is to um, agree what you can agree and just distill out the little last argument mm. and see if that is seriously worth going to court. Remember all that furniture you leave behind, if you do leave it behind, is just secondhand. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have to get new stuff to replace yeah. it. 
So I guess um, if you are feeling like you're spinning out of control or the whole process is just getting on top of Mm. you, you've got those options. You can, you know, have your plan for every single day so you feel like you're in some sort of control. Consider number two was consider or anticipate any steps, anything that might come next, um, the different alternatives of Mm. responses from letters and have a plan for each of those. Number three was don't expect any changes in their behaviour. Don't yes. be surprised if they continue on that path of the way they've dealt in business and in work yep. and with friends and colleagues. Um, number four, uh, with, if you've got a lawyer, ask for everything to stop for a bit if you need to. Um, ask them, this is how much money I'm giving you, can you make it last? Um, or try and take it over, get your file and see if you can do it yourself. Number five is self-care. Have a routine. Try and just get all the law stuff in one moment, in one afternoon, and number six, don't give up, but see if you can drop the rope on some of your battles. Yes, don't give up, but you can let go yeah. of some things. Yeah. So, Mum, to those people out there that are listening, they feel like everything's spinning out of control or they feel like they're losing control of the situation and it's stressing them out. You've seen everybody over the years and, and like you've said, most people feel this way at some point. Oh, yes. But can you show them the light of the tunnel if anyone's feeling like that now? You know, well, well, you will get through it. You will get through it. And a very wise client of mine once said, you know, it was a year of hard times. Um, it was a year where h- hopes are up and down. You think, oh, this is going to be okay. And then it's not, you know, um, if you're lucky, it'll be sorted in the first few months if you follow our proposed plans and the negotiation. Mm. Um, but if it's not, um, it's, it is a year emotionally to get through. You've got to get through your first Mother's Day first Christmas where you've not got the kids the whole time, the first Easter, et cetera. Um, and hopefully if your negotiations work, um, you won't be in the system more than 12 months. Mm. Um, if you do have to go to court, uh, again, you can have some control there. Yeah. Minimise what you're fighting over. Only go for the important stuff. And, yeah, if you use those tips, I think you'll feel a lot better and there is always light at the end of the tunnel. You get through and it's amazing how you feel. Yeah. And, look, once you've challenged and accomplished this, then you will feel a lot stronger (laughs) and a lot more empowered to go, well, I've dealt with that, so anything that comes along can't be as bad. (laughs) Absolutely. So hang in there, guys, if you're going through that right now. Mm -hmm. Um, If you know someone who is going through it, um, send them this episode to give them some encouragement and some tips. Um, If you liked this episode, we'd love you to rate review and subscribe yes uh we're giving away one uh free uh phone consultation with mum um who's a family law special accredited specialist (laughs) accredited family law specialist yes Yes. (laughs) (laughs) and has been practicing law for 35 nearly 36 years And also a, a barrister, has been barrister. So yeah. you can um, write a review and we'll be choosing one person each month. We've already chosen last month's um, to have a chat with mum for free, which is pretty impressive. And anonymously. And anonymously. <laughs> it won't be online. Um, yeah. If you're interested in hearing about uh, our webinar, uh, you can come along. It's the five mistakes women make in divorce and how to avoid them. Mum mm-hmm. will be doing that and she will be amazing. You can l- click on the link and reserve your seat. There's only about 26 left so hopefully you can come along to that and if you are interested in doing our divorce course you can go to the divorcecourse.com.au and if you would like to ask any questions that mum can answer send us an email at the divorce course podcast at gmail.com and thank you mum again for your time 
Thank you, Laura. (laughs) Hopefully uh, we'll see you all back next week. Yes. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.